Sally Murphy joins us now for the Rural News. Kia ora, Sally. Miles Anderson has used his maiden speech to stand up for the rural sector. He has. The former Farmer and Federated Farmers Board member says farmers have been given a raw deal by decision makers for too long. The National MP for Waitaki, Mr Anderson, told the House he was drawn to politics when his board term ended in 2020 because he wants to change that. Mr Speaker, the farming sentiment is the worst I've ever seen. Farmers are leaving the industry due to unworkable regulation. These are costing enormous amounts of money, eroding property rights and are ridiculously time-consuming. It is the family farms that have been affected the most. Generally a husband and wife team who work long hours for not a lot because they love the land, the environment and have an intimate understanding of their property. To see farmers unfairly targeted by decision makers and NGOs is disgraceful. It has come to a point where a number of my farming colleagues won't admit they are farmers when socialising in urban settings because of the amount of vitriol they receive from people whose information has come from unbalanced media and NGOs pushing a narrative that is far from truthful. Miles Anderson says as a representative for the Waitaki electorate, he wants to make better use of the valuable resource of water. He says more needs to be done to utilise water, like creating water storage for the primary sector and generating more hydroelectric power. To other news, the national dairy herd has dropped to its lowest level in 11 years, a decade after its peak. The amount of dairy cows in the 2022-23 season was down by 167,000, or 3.5% on the season before, to 4.67 million dairy cows. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says land use changes are behind the fall. There's now 42,000 fewer effective hectares used for dairy farming compared to a year earlier. Virtually all regions recorded lower cow numbers, but the largest change was in the North Island, and the dairy herd was back 4% there. What we've seen in some regions, it's been a switch to dry stock farming, so exiting dairying for that. But some regions are also reporting a, a switch to forestry or avocado farming, particularly up through Northland. So quite a significant change within one year. That's Mel Crowed. To Australia now, where thousands of sheep and cattle are stuck on a live export ship anchored off Perth's coast amid an apparent stalemate between the live exporter and federal government. The ship left Australia for the Middle East 25 days ago, but was ordered back due to security concerns in the Red Sea. It arrived back to Perth's coast on Monday, but remains offshore as authorities figure out what to do with the livestock which pose a biosecurity risk. Jeff Pearson from the Western Australian Farmers Federation told the ABC the preferred option is to restock the ship and send it back the long way, a 33-day voyage around the Horn of Africa. To not come up with a plan over that period when the livestock were travelling back, that's the frustrating part and still not having a plan now. There's two options here. We can unload these livestock and and either re-export or process here or we can re-export them on the ship, the place that they were going to initially. But Stop Live Exports Coordinator Rebecca Tapp says the only humane option is to offload the animals and process them in Australia. These animals have already gone through 24 days at sea, potential heat stress, 
poor ventilation, standing in their own waste, they'd be extremely stressed. Western Australia Premier Roger Cook says his government is working to help take some of the 14,000 sheep off the ship when it docks, which he hopes will be today. New estimates show greenhouse gas emissions from drained peat bogs are twice what was previously calculated, but farmers cannot yet earn carbon credits for turning them back into wetlands. Up to 7% of the country's greenhouse gas emissions come from just 1% of New Zealand's soil, the drained peat bogs, wetlands that have been drained so the land can be farmed. Last year, the Labor government proposed these soils be included in the emissions trading scheme, but it hasn't happened. Climate Change Minister Simon Watts says the government is considering including wetlands and other categories into the scheme, but it's yet to decide if this will include re-wetting peat bogs. It is an area that we've said uh, more broadly that we are wanting to recognise you know, the good work the farmers do and allowing them to get a benefit for that. Uh, however, we need to work through the, the process of how that would work in practice. That's Simon Watts. New rules around water storage and dams come into force soon. The Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment is introducing new regulations to give a consistent approach to, to dam safety nationwide, ensuring they're all well operated, maintained and monitored. Environment Canterbury will manage a dam safety register, which will be live on their website when the rules come into force in May. Consents Planning Manager Aurora Grant says it's all about better safety. Dam failure can occur in a number of ways. It's obviously the, the bigger ones um, that generally make the news, but also this is about catching smaller things before they turn into a big problem. Taking the time to look into what's required and taking an assessment on what it means for people and, and their property. Not leaving it till later, getting on top of it now and starting the ball rolling with their classifications for their structures, I think is the, the best advice I can give. And the new regulations will apply to dams that are 4 metres or more and store 20,000 cubic metres or they're 1 metre or more and store 40,000 cubic metres. And that's the Rural News for today. Kia pai tora.